Hola, hola, chicos and chicas. We are here reporting live from San Luis Obispo today with Rita Casaverde and Yesenia Chavarria. This is our, what is this, our second episode of this year? I think it's our mm. second one. Or maybe our it's first. Been, it's been quite a month, so I have no idea. <laughs> and that's okay, guys. That is totally okay. I feel like the this month. I can Google it. This month, <laughs> as well as with the new year, it's kind of like it all, everything is happening all at once and very unexpected and kind of just the perfect storm, which well, is, yeah, you know, really. a lot, a lot going on for folks in California who got swept away in the storm. Sadly. Yeah. And literally, right. We had, oh, I think gosh. the last time I checked, there was 21 deaths oh, due geez. to the storms that we had here in California. And it's been quite a tough month, I would say, for us, too. We want to recognize the the heartbreaking news within our communities of color, starting with our AAPI community, uh, the deaths and shootings that happened, what should have been a happy time at a Lunar New Year Mm -hmm. uh, event, as well as the incident that happened at Half Moon Bay and you know, one of the things that I want to focus on, Rita, is that to our men of color, that it's okay to ask for help. Uh, it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to say, I need to talk to someone. I think what's really heartbreaking, Rita, is specifically to the attack that happened at the Lunar New Year event, it was it was very specific that it was a couple that was going through divorce. Oh my. And there had already been history of a short temper and probably domestic violence, uh, Rita, which we know sometimes I feel like we might um sweep under the rug domestic violence. Mm-hmm. And these are all very real things that you know, in a situation where his wife had asked for a divorce, that he, this man, her ex-husband felt the need that this was the best way to handle what he was going through. So definitely we, we put our hearts out to our AAPI community, never be embarrassed to ask for help. Also check in on your neighbors, check in with people to say, ask everyone's going through their own battle, you know, Rita. And it just comes to show that in the midst of of everything that is happening, it's like how do we remain to still be hopeful, even in the sense of of violence? How do we remain hopeful, mm-hmm. and how do we remain united? And on the positive side, I did see a lot of unity coming from the AAPI community with brown folks as well. Two of the folks that did get killed um, were farm workers up in Half Moon Bay, and we're seeing that unity coming together. So huge shout out to the nonprofit Alas, who has been fundraising to making sure that our two brown folks that were killed um, are able to go back home and have a honorable um, burial. Oh, man. Yeah, I think the our state has gone through a lot, but Every day in the U.S., it's a day where there is a mass shooting. Actually, there have been more mass shootings this year than actual days in the year. Um, so, yeah, gun violence is it's, a, it's an issue that I think a lot of Americans are um, are lying that we need to tackle. But, you know, when it bubbles up, when it gets to or, or senators, 
um, it obviously it hasn't become a priority. And we know because there's a um, there's a gun industry that is not allowing it. So um, I just want to say fuck the NRA because they are the reason why we're have we have so much gun violence. And gun violence is a social uh, justice issue. You know, uh, gun violence affects uh, people of color in ways that it doesn't affect uh, white Americans. You know, Black Americans, for example, are twice as likely as white Americans to die from gun violence, twice as likely. And it that just tells you where the, our priorities are. And until it becomes um, an issue that we can all put numbers around or, or become aware, um, we're just not going to take action. And sadly, it's affected so many communities that I, I don't know what it's going to take. I, I actually saw the one of the parents from Sandy Hook's a mass shooting speaking today um, in a video. And it was just so sad to think that we couldn't act when Sandy Hook happened more than 10 years ago. Um, and I, I don't know what it's going to take for us to take action as a country. But yeah, I think other than the storms, uh, the shootings, um uh death uh by police murder that we saw in memphis i think it's been a tough month for sure it definitely has been a, definitely a month to start the year with you know it's right and unexpected tough. and i also want to you know I, I just it's really hard to sometimes do our podcast like that because to like for example today's podcast is i'm struggling getting through yeah. this because it just seems like there's been so much tragedy in such a short window of time. And I, and I, I know some stories make more the press than other stories. And I want to take the moment to also highlight two of our black trans women that were also killed. Um, and I want to take the time to acknowledge their presence as well. Um, Ivory Nicole Smith, who was a well-known black transgender activist and entrepreneur was found dead in her apartment on Tuesday, this Tuesday of this month. Um, she was only 27. I also want to acknowledge Destiny Howard, a trans woman who loved fashion, killed in Georgia. And two are these two of these beautiful women um, are black women. Mm -hmm. And so once again, when we say Black Lives Matter, it's like shit, we're in like 2023 mm -hmm. and we're still seeing and living the issues of the powers that be. Mm -hmm. And so I just want to give a big hug to the trans community, the black community, um, BIPOC folks. It, it's, it's hard and we're going to continue this fight. We're going to continue pushing, um, speaking up, standing in the gap, whatever it is that we need to do. Uh, in the midst of the heaviness and if you need to take a break which is what then i were talking about pushing record on this podcast is sometimes the best thing to do is just not to be involved right you need to just yeah. take that break and take that pause and say my activism for today is just taking care of myself yeah and yeah 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 and and i think a lot of I, you know, I think we're learning. It's so sad because we're learning through trauma. We're lear learning through tragedy. But I think a lot of organizations have learned that, you know what? I don't need to watch this video mm -hmm. to know that Black Lives Matter. Mm -hmm. I don't need to watch this video to know that police uh, are actively murdering Black people. Mm -hmm. I don't need to watch this video to know that there's injustice out there in the world and that there's a lot of work to do. I know that. I have learned that from watching mm -hmm. 20 videos mm -hmm. already. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the time and 
and spread love because that's what white supremacy hates the most is right. love shared by people of color. And so if you're listening today and you're like, crap, I'm having trouble getting through listening to this episode, just take a deep breath with us and mm-hmm. spread some love because I think that is uh, what needs to be done. And in that sense, I wanted to spread some love to an organization that has been helping out our community here in San Luis Obispo County uh, or undocumented immigrant mixed status uh, community that, um, and that is Undocu Support. So Undocu Support, Ooh. yeah, Undocu Support was founded when the pandemic started in 2020. And since then they have been working to bring direct aid to communities um, that have uh, mixed status families, undocumented families. Um, and that's like a, a actually a large percentage of people here in California. So now with this storm, Undocu Support has been able to confirm $21,000 to go to families that have been affected by the storm and that are um, now not able to get uh, either support from other programs or that just need direct aid at the moment. So thank you to everyone working for Undocu Support, San Luis yeah. County. That's such a strong community. And, you know, it's just individuals and organizations coming together for one common mm-hmm. goal. So I hope we can replicate that for other things as well. Yeah, and huge shout out to Executive Director Chelsea Reese, who hosted a meeting in regards in regards to how can we be better for program manager. <laughs> yeah. Correct the title. Oh, she's a program manager. Yeah, okay, program who's manager. the executive director? There's no executive director. Oh, okay. Manager. I thought she was the executive. I mean, she's doing. She's doing Chelsea. Doing- I. You have executive <laughs> director all over you. I thought, I thought you were the executive director. Thank you for the correction, Rita. No, she did such a wonderful job, Rita, because what we saw due to the storms is no big surprise. Yeah. Low income, BIPOC, marginalized groups were hit the hardest. Mm-hmm. And when we say hit the hardest, these were homes that were built um, in former flooding areas, apartments, uh, trailers that were in flooding zones. We, as you guys know or may not know, California hasn't had this type of weather in a very long time. So sometimes yeah. we think that, you know, well, we're never going to get a storm. Well, yeah. that's what happened. We got a really, really bad storm. And another huge population that was also hit very harshly was the unhoused community as well. Yeah. So, oh so it's, you know, it's, it's that response of how do we do better? How, what, what type of advocacy do we need to do to make sure that our communities that are most marginalized have a voice at the table, are yeah. able to get the services that they need? Uh, because now we're also seeing a lot of evictions too. Yeah. There's been a lot of damages to apartments yeah. and rentals that I hope if you're a landlord or you have a landlord friend that you share this podcast with them and just let them know, look, there's resources there available for assistance. And at the end of the day, tenants do have rights. So I hope we are behaving. We don't want to write a letter to the editor. Um, we don't want to really... protest outside your house. <laughs> right. um, and this is where we have to make it lighthearted, right? We have to laugh. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Rita, there's, it's very serious, the, the damages that happened. And it's, yeah. and it's just... I saw a post today from a family of farm workers who had 
five kids oh, and their house that they were renting was damaged by the storm and mm -hmm. they were kicked out uh, or maybe nicely asked to leave who knows right. but they, they at the end of the day they don't have a home and they've had to build a shack of oh, just wow. a tent and like scraps of, of wow. wood and just living under that tent by members it's just um it's impossible you know where where if, even if you right now have like three thousand dollars on you for rent you can't find a place to rent in california like right. i'm i'm part of so many community facebook groups that were like hey i'm here with my kids this is like my per perfect picture i own a business i like have all this money can you help me find a place to live right. or hey i have a really stable job but um, um my I can't find a, a, a an apartment and my lease is ending and my landlord's gonna do upgrades and people are now dealing people with money have to live in their cars until they can find somewhere to rent and so if you don't have the money just imagine how much harder it is if you have kids mm. oh my goodness yeah yeah, and these are all very real things that we are if for for those that are involved in nonprofits or work or whatever it may be or just an advocate in the community. We're all hearing these stories. These stories are very very real and yeah. and it's coming from all different walks of life, which is what Lita's touching on is this is this is also a reality that we need more affordable housing. We need yeah. more housing. We need more support. Um I, I think one of the key parts that we're kind of missing in the conversation too, Rita, is we're, this is also tied to climate change, yeah. but it's very, very real. It's like every single problem. It's like immigration, working conditions, you know, uh, rental rights, uh, housing, climate change, right? gun so, violence. Oh my, it's been a month. housing at once. And I got sick um, like twice this oh, month. So. Oh, yeah, and there's a new strand of COVID out there. And there's there's a lot going on. So please take care of yourself. Please find the joys. <laughs> laugh. I hope you're laughing with us. Yeah. And it's just one of those things too, Rita, where I think credit, uh, we need to acknowledge and give credit where credit is due. Mm -hmm. And um, I really saw some great things happening here for the county of San Luis Obispo. Oh, really? I think, yeah, I there, saw some, there, there. yes, uh, you know, a uh, huge shout out to Congressman Salud Carbajal, who oh, yeah. uh, flew out to, to his district and took a look and walked and yeah. really made it a point to I go to I saw him the getting in the mud, you know, yeah. talking yeah. to people. And same deal with Congressman Jimmy Panetta as well, mm -hmm. doing his work. And this is this is the type of work that we, we need to have, right? Yeah. This is why we have elected officials. While we're at it. Mm -hmm. The count, the new majority of the county board supervisors. Oh, yeah, that the, part new, too. the new majority. Okay. <laughs> the, <other> new majority. <laughs> uh, the new majority just voted to have housing as a priority for. Oh Sao God! County. And yeah. see, those are the things that you know. I know for Rita, it's this is something personal for her because yeah. she's been busy working for years. And it wasn't easy. This was this was a was labor fun, though. a labor of love. <laughs> um, but then it's it's like the first like meeting and it's like completely different, right? Yeah. They're dismantling yeah. a it, lot exactly. of the craziness. Oh my was... gosh. Can we go into that for just a minute? I'm sorry for <laughs> jumping from one topic to the other, but that's just how our brains work. And we're just having some like tea, like gossip, cheese mm -hmm. made before the podcast and we were sharing things here and there, left and right, and we'll do the same with the podcast. But 
I want to go for just five minutes go into what happened dale, dale, at the dale. last Board of Supervisors. Jesus. So if you have been following our <laughs> podcast, we had a Republican majority for like the longest time that were doing just horrible things. Like we've had podcast episodes for each one of them, pretty much. Uh, but in November, we were able to flip that board. And so what has the um, board supervisors done? Well, in just one meeting, I'll just give you like the top three. Yes, things. yes. So they changed their priorities. Housing is a priority now. Um, they also have reduced the amount of, of money that, that the limit of campaign contribution um, that a county supervisor at the end, a sheriff can take on for any county race. And so the Republican majority took it from $4,900 to $25,000. That's like, like LA's limit is $5,000. And little San Luis Obispo County had taken it to $25,000. We've talked about this in a previous podcast. Well, the board, the new majority moved it back from $25,000 to $4,900 which is what people want to take money out of politics. Yes. Right. The other thing that they did is that they're going to be joining as a county uh, 3CE, which is a community choice energy um, organization that pretty much gives constituents or like the people in the community in the county the ability to uh, choose cleaner energy for themselves, which is say yes, climate change is they ignite. <laughs> they ignite. This is why it's so crucial, folks, to get out and vote. Like, I don't want to hear but, the but, government does not affect me. They they don't listen to me. Look at what yeah. just happened when you shift the dynamic. And I also want to um, interject here, Rita. This is why it's also so crucial and why it was it was a problem when on the supervisor level for the county of San Luis Obispo, when the former... Um, supervisors gerrymandered oh yeah the district <laughs> that's it like created the a lot of chaos. That. <laughs> and it was so selfish right yeah it was so selfish and this is the crazy thing like this is terrible so what ended up happening was because of the gerrymandering there were actually parts in san luis obispo county that had no representation technically Fair they enough, are yeah. orphans they do not have a supervisor yeah. to their name and guess what happened during the storm one of those orphan areas was hit the hardest. And no one really had a responsibility over it. And so, that is yeah. heartbreaking because that's the whole point of having <laughs> district representation is to have people advocate and work for you. And this is just comes to show the selfishness, Rita, and the yeah. agenda of the of some of the uh, board members of supervisors that this is why when we say, you know, gerrymandering is happening and we need to speak up, it's not we're overreacting is that this is a prime example that I really yeah. want to highlight of why this is problematic. And this last Tuesday, I forgot to mention, the board decided to take a look at that gerrymander map. And uh, there's actually a citizen lawsuit against the maps. And so the county... I'm going to bring that in. Whenever somebody gets excited, we're going to bring like Maracas to shake up. So the board has decided, county board has decided to settle that lawsuit with the citizen group. Um, So they're hopefully going to discard this gerrymander map mm -hmm. and try to find a solution with, you know, the people that Our are putting the people. Yeah. Yeah. It out, citizens for good government huge shout out to everyone that started that's still continuing and yeah. pushing for it 
Um, and in the meantime, these supervisors have said, you know what, there are orphan areas in the meantime until we settle this. So I'm going to take on this area. You're going to take on this area. Beautiful. Was that happening before? No, it wasn't. This is day and night. So thank Maracas. you for voting. Thank hey. you for voting to everyone that came out because this board has a new majority because 13, by 13 votes. 13. 13 votes. 13, y'all. Yeah, gave the raise to, to a them candidate. So you guys. And this, is, and this is a huge testament, Rita. I don't want to hear from people. The government does not work for me. The, uh, why vote? Why this? Why yeah. that? No. Y'all, we literally have FEMA here in San Luis Obispo because. ready, ready to support for yes. y'all to show up. If you need transportation, there's even transportation available. Rita, all of us being loud about translations and we need yes. that speakers. Guess what? You can go to the service center and there's someone there ready to speak to you. All in of Spanish. us being screamed at. Yes. Um, <laughs> Um, there is DMV there. There's social Damn. services, United Way, um, Slow Law, all these different nonprofits yeah. that are there to serve the people. Y'all, this is your moment. If you have damage to your windows, flooding, I'm not saying FEMA will cover it, but at least go ahead and see if you qualify. Yeah. If you don't qualify, there's other agencies there can step in. And if you, I've heard that if you get a no, you should still try to... Um... You should still try to continue the process, yeah. see if they can reevaluate. But yeah, the fact that we even have FEMA here is because of the congressman uh, advocating for the community. So yeah, elections have consequences. Your district representatives, your congress members, your county supervisors, your city councils, um, they all have a say on how much help goes your way, mm -hmm. especially in situations like this, like in crisis like this. Mm -hmm. So let's vote. Let's continue voting, but also let's keep holding our, our elected officials accountable because this is just the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. There has been so much damage at least happening at the county level that we need to do better. And I'm already seeing like the county's Facebook account sharing what is happening at the county. Can you guys imagine? No, it's just, you know, and that's the thing too, Rita, is that at the end of the day, when we put candidates up there, they have to be ready to roll up their sleeves and get yeah. dirty. And I am so proud on all the different levels of government, whether it's on the federal side, Jimmy Panetta and Congressman Carbajal, uh, whether it's on the state side, uh, Assemblywoman. I'm actually, I'm not going to throw them flowers just, just yet, because I think that was the adequate response. I want to see us go further. But maybe that I'm just so traumatized and the <laughs> bar has been so yeah, low. No. Like shit. Exactly. The leadership. Exactly. What? Being proactive or exactly. being responsive, not proactive, but being responsive. responsive. Yeah. So I want yeah. that proactive. How do we prepare our communities now? How are we fighting climate change? Mm -hmm. How are we reducing those carbon emissions? How are we getting the incentives that have been passed in the infrastructure bill down to the communities that actually need it. So stay tuned because more of that is happening. I'm so excited. Maraca. excited, so excited. This, and I'll just I shake think, my protein bottle <laughs> now. <laughs> I think that's maybe how I myself have, have been staying uh, hopeful. It's just, yes, recognizing that it's been a really rough month. Um, and I'm starting my 2023 February 1st. I'm just gonna pretend like January oh, didn't happen. Yeah. yeah, I think that's. I'm. I actually was talking to a friend. I think we're gonna throw a party, even if it's just like virtually, on January 31st because 
we need to restart this year. I like this. Yeah. But um, this was just a soft opening, just the the practice run. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. settle in. Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. This was the the <laughs> practice run for sure, and we failed. <laughs> so we're gonna do better. But um, I will. I, I do get hope from what I see in the community. I see us working together. I see the systems that were in place in twenty twenty responding to the pandemic. Yeah coming into place now for a crisis like this and we just we're just gonna get better that's that's just inevitable and we're gonna keep voting and keep flipping all these flipping boards and um and yeah we're we're gonna keep winning um i love it yeah so yeah i think that's that's the message for today's podcast anything that we forgot is anything coming up you know, I feel so good. We started so heavy and now I feel so excited and happy that I just want to leave it right here. Yeah. Let's just, let's just keep it on the protein up. shake. Yes. Hey. Shout out to all the fitness goal people. <laughs> I'm on like uh, week two. I lost two pounds. So wow. I've been trying as I'm eating my broccoli, nice. thinking about something else. <laughs> but then I like jumped on the scale and I was uh, like, oh shit. Not expecting this works. I was not expecting this that. Works. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting my sexy back. So okay. be ready for me. You're sexy coming, any day thank with you. any number. Coming, coming uh, <laughs> March, April, actually April. 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 <laughs> not it. March, April. Considering the year yeah. is starting on February yeah, right. right? Let's push it a month out. Let's give, it, let's give ourselves grace and. Take a deep breath and know, oh. no, 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 that there's a community out there working to get stronger and more resilient. And hopefully yeah. we are part of that community through this podcast. Um, let us know. Let us know if you like this episode. Oh, real quick. What? Before I forget, another highlight. Um, I want to say a huge thank you to everyone that attended the Slow Women's March rally. Oh, yeah. Shout out to all the folks that made it to our table and got the pan dulce. So yes, that is so true. that was that was really cool to see all different kinds of folks coming to our table and getting the pan dulce. They were really excited. So please share this podcast with your friends. Um, if you go to school, let your peers know that there is an awesome podcast. Yeah. Um, and people got really excited to hear that there's two Latina women just talking yeah. about politics. Isn't that and cool? Like, yeah. So yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> we need maracas. I'm yeah, we maracas. Need maracas. Right We're just being a production. (laughs) See you guys. Bye.